0: from now through the end of the month we are giving away three gifts with purchase when you hit $25, $50, and $75 so shop today and be rewarded More romance, more more intimacy, more of Sign up to be a frequent lover at loverslane.com or next time that you shop at your local Lovers Lane. VIP members will receive special discounts and coupons. More romance, more intimacy, more romance. Welcome back to the Intimacy Advisor podcast. My name is Haley and I'm going to be your host today. And if you caught last week when we talked about all of the different things that you guys can do for Valentine's Day, we talked of course about the We Vibe Chorus and if you bought it, you need to give me some feedback how much you liked it because I hear just the best things from that one. And then we dove into different lingerie styles. So if that helped with anybody, please feel free to let me know, comment, subscribe, send me an email, whatever you want to do to give me some feedback on that episode. But at the end of the episode two, we also just kind of touched on some little love taps and I'm talking like floggers, paddles, canes, riding crops, things like that. So if that was beneficial, I got a little bit of feedback and people want to know more because that is something that I feel like so many people are interested on. So let's talk about it. You know, I actually haven't done a kink-styled episode in a really, really long time because when I do get to talk to different brands, it is mostly toys. We have, I mean, we're a toy store. We're lingerie and toy store, definitely. But we have so many other fun pieces of sexual health and BDSM is... Essential. BDSM is wonderful because it's really a community. There are so many different people interested in so many different aspects of it. So let's kind of start about different things that you could play with with BDSM because I feel like the curiosity that I'm getting from different customers and listeners is all over the place, which is great because this is what I'm saying. I mean, there are so many different little pieces of this puzzle that all go along together. So whether you would consider yourself more interested in giving over control, like a sub, or taking control, like a dom, there are different roles that you can still take within that role, if that makes sense. And then there are people that are kind of in between or maybe flip-flop and they could be switches or not really subscribe to a title and just have an interest with. interest with all of it and with different people or maybe different genders or something like that that you feel like you lean towards one of the other ways or maybe not that's cool too it's very subjective you don't need to be defined in this if you don't choose to it's very much what do you want to do let's figure it out how can this benefit your sexuality and your pleasure and also your partners or whoever it is that you're playing with, if it's not a partner or whatever and it's just a play partner, you know, it's all really a gray area, which I love. Unless you want to make it black and white. I mean, this is, like I said, this is completely subjective. So whatever you are signing up for, you can be fluid with it too. Regardless of which side of things that you're kind of leaning towards, the most important universal thing to know with any kind of BDSM is consent and I know I just kind of like touched on this just briefly in last week's episode two or two weeks ago I'm sorry but consent is like the number one thing that you need to have a full understanding of before you dive into play and I talked about using two different words for a safe word But really like having a short little conversation or rundown of what types of play is really essential as well as that safe word. Because let's say you're playing with impact play and maybe a rope or a suspension or something like that. You need to let your play partner know everything that will happen because there are things that are also included Maybe such as taking away a sense like a ball gag or a blindfold or something and they're completely not all in the clear. Of course, you can still use a safe word if you ever feel unsafe or nervous about the situation, but truthfully, you should have a clear understanding of the things that you are participating in before it happens. Everything needs to be offered freely, and if someone says no to something that maybe you're interested in, it's not the end of the world. Like, you need to be understanding because the thing that I really see a lot, and this is I don't know, it just kind of rubs me the wrong way. Let me know what you guys feel about this, but there's always one partner that is really into the idea of you know, X that a lot of times anal or some form of BDSM. And the other partner is really, really apprehensive. They're like, I don't know. I'm not really into it. I'm going to try it though because they want it. Well, that's the wrong way of looking at it because they are not going to be able to enjoy that for themselves. The only, even if they might like it or something like that, like honestly, they're never going to think, oh, I like this. It's just going to be, I'm doing it for this person. Oh yeah, I'm doing it because they want me to. And if they are not choosing to, they will not enjoy it. So you can continue to have a conversation perhaps, but really the respect of the boundaries is the biggest thing. And if you really believe that it's your partner that's going to love it after they try it, maybe you try it. Maybe you give your like own personal experience because if it's not something that you want to do but you want to do it to somebody else, I find that to just like completely rub me the wrong way and it's almost like it's very intimidating and it's kind of rude. So, let me know what you guys think about that. So, therefore, if you're trying to play with different things in BDSM, there's a lot of different Routes and different combinations that you can go and play with. So let's say that you guys are totally on board with whatever and you just want to try, right? Okay, so let's talk about all the different things you can do. There's rope. There's restraints. There's different toys. There's electro-stimulation. There's impacts. There is actually different plugs that are going to give different feels to the situation, such as pet play role play or maybe different sensation play with Wartenberg wheels or ice or nipple clamps or different pinching or pulling devices. There's, of course, pegging and chastity. There is edge play. There is forced orgasm or orgasm denial. There's a lot of different things that you can say, listen, this is how this is going to act out this is how we're going to take care of it, are you good for that, and let's go. There's also a lot of different things in these departments that kind of go along with it. How are you going to play with rope or suspension play without holding rope or shears in your hand, you know? So there's a lot of education that kind of goes on behind these things too. How do you safely put on nipple clamps? How do you remove them? (laughs) There's a lot of different little pieces of this puzzle. And honestly, it takes time, but really it takes a lot of education. So I talked a little bit about impact play and all the different, well, some of the different really devices such as paddles and crops and canes and floggers, but those safe words are so essential for for impact and really everything just because anything that's causing possible bruising or welting or, you know, red inflamed skin, it needs to be able to be turned off and soothed right away. Like in the case that somebody is physically hurt And anything that's taken care of after BDSM is known as aftercare. Aftercare is essential to playing roughly or differently, such as in BDSM play. It should be anything. I don't care if you got to play with forced orgasm. You need to also give aftercare afterwards. Aftercare is something that just kind of brings that partner that you're playing with From a space of having no control back to like their regulated sense of themselves. And it looks different for everybody. Aftercare can be as simple as maybe kisses and cuddles all the way through like a whole routine of just something that kind of takes them out of a subspace and brings them back to a calm level headed. Because the fun thing about BDSM is kind of getting to come out of yourself and act in a way that's just really sexually attractive to yourself and it helps to get you off at the same time. And it's not always that's the goal, but sometimes it happens and that's why you have an arousal to it. It's nothing to be ashamed of. It's just kind of like, it seems (laughs) talking about it on like more of a podcast setting, it seems so scientific. And when you're acting it through, you're just like, no, I like it. You know what I mean? So I I totally, I I pick up both sides of that story um, doing the podcast and it's always funny to me when I'm talking to like friends versus in the store setting because we do often like keep everything really scientific names at the lane and I love that. You know what I mean? Like we want people to take this seriously and to really understand their bodies and their sexuality and then develop opinions, like have a full understanding of what everything is and then pick your likes and dislikes. And I like that. So it's kind of where I'm standing, but let's dive into some other things. Cause I know that I just, I, there's so many different little pieces of this that maybe somebody's curious on. So let's talk. There is electrosex, um, electrostimulation, and there's all different kinds of stuff for this too. There are nipple clamps that are just, um, electrostimulation. There's paddles, there's floggers, there's little pads that can sit on the cheeks or the chest or wherever, and there are some that make a little bit more of a shocking, or there are some that makes kind of like these electric pulses that are more like buzzy, not so zappy. There are some that almost feel like a heartbeat or um, like a tingling static, uh, and it's just preference on what you want to play with. I love. Um, that there are so many different options for somebody that is interested in trying it and don't be afraid if you're shopping in the store to just have somebody test it out on your wrist or something so you can actually feel it because that is a whole nother thing with this is once you try it, you can't return it, you know what I mean? So go ahead and ask a romance specialist or whoever to just feel it on your arm because some people love it, and some people hate it, but you got to know if it's something that interests you. You can't really like experiment with different shocks. How do you conduct that, you know? <laughs> just imagine somebody like rubbing a balloon around trying to get little zaps, right? No, there are different toys for that. So don't be afraid to ask. And believe it or not, like one of the most common things in BDSM that, I mean, I see the most... I would say vanilla style couples leaning towards is stuff like role play and role play can be anything. It can be like career type role play like nurses and patients or schoolgirls and principals. There's bosses, secretaries, employees, things like that. There's of course just like sitting at a bar and pretending to be strangers. That is a form of role play and there's a lot of different pieces that go with this and a lot of them are costume based but it's also like acting out and having fun and just pretending to be someone different than you usually are because it fits a fantasy and that's where a lot of like dancers even come up it's all a fantasy like that's not their day-to-day so this is a huge chunk in the sexual community and also a piece of BDSM which is so interesting because if you are a person that thinks well I'm not into that well and maybe you really like a maid outfit. <laughs> I hate to tell you, but you are a piece of this puzzle too. So there are, we do have so many different like outfits and props and wigs. And I just think it's something fun to especially play with and maybe some, a, a type of a relationship that feels redundant and stale if you are interested in just exploring a different side of yourself and your partner. Another really popular thing that we have for more couples that I would classify as maybe not liking BDSM or something like vanilla is sensation play. If you grab a bottle of massage oil to try something new and you warm up that massage, guess what? That's sensation play. That's warm, touching. That's um, food. There can be hot wax, the dribbling of the oil. It can be ice. It can be... Bring that temperature or maybe a taste or even something as simple as like a blindfold or even like a tie, a silk tie or something like around the eyes or the wrists. That is all a form of sensation play. So it's going to kind of either enhance or get rid of a sense and it's going to intensify the other. So think about if you're blindfolded and you have no idea where you're going to be touched. That is is intensifying all of your other sensations or if your hands or feet are bound and you can't kind of guide your partner or suggest an area to be stimulated and you are just getting ice on nipples or clitoral or closer and closer to those areas, that is a sensation that's going to tease those erogenous zones and that's all called sensation play. And of course, I mean, there are things that would be considered maybe a little bit more intense for these couples that aren't necessarily loving all things having to do with BDSM. And that's okay if it's your thing or if it's maybe not your thing. It's just interesting to know about. And if it is your thing, there's a ton of different products for for everyone here. And that could be something like maybe like chastity. And that goes for both female and male and every gender partners. Because there are different forms of belts or different containment devices that you you can save for your partner, which is awesome. And there are some that are um, either intensely numbered, so the dom in this case would know if, let's say, a lock was removed or cut off. And there are some that are more intense, such as like steel locks that need a key to be removed. I have heard of um, a couple of my customers that have been using these devices and they use them on planes. So it it was a little bit of a horror story for them. But if um, maybe humiliation is also one of the kinks for you, it would be it would be fun to play with that as well. There are things like pegging, and that's just a form of toy play, to be honest, and it's just a toy play where it is a little bit more strapped up. Um, One partner will wear a strap-on harness and use a dildo to penetrate their partner back door, usually, if it is a heterosexual couple, but there are also strapless strap-ons, which I just think is the coolest thing as far as pegging goes, because usually just wearing a device on the pubic mound isn't going to give great satisfaction like it could if it was inserted or having some clitoral stimulation. So a strapless strap-on is wonderful because it actually goes internal for women and it gives a little bit of that g-spot and clitoral stimulation as well. So there's a ton of things like that. I can of course link them in the episode if you guys are interested or reach out to me and I can send you some recommendations. But there are so many. I know that Fun Factory makes a wonderful one in Evolved is actually coming out with a little bit more too, and our wonderful She vibe. There's a lot of different pieces of this, you guys. Um, so I really encourage people to just come in and see maybe something that would be interesting or stand out to you and to actually feel products to get a little curious online. Um, FetLife is a really great resource to connect with other people that might have an interest similar to yours that you can discuss with them or maybe find play partners if you are looking to experiment. There are a lot of people that don't just have one specific thing that makes them them in BDSM. They're very fluid and they have a lot of different pieces of this that people enjoy. And there are so many more than what I'm listing off. This is just a quick little lesson rundown on all these different pieces that could be a part of your sexual exploration too. So I just I think that the conversation of BDSM is important to have because it's always been so hush hush and think about how sex has evolved like in the past handful of years versus previous that it is more of a conversation and it's not so shameful, but for some reason I feel like a lot of kink and BDSM community type involvement is still kind of in the shadows where it could not be it could be just as basic as discussing likes and dislikes and doesn't need to be in every setting such as work or something like that but it doesn't need to be shameful and that's a conversation that I will continue to have that it's not something to be ashamed of and once you can admit those things to yourself to your friends or whoever that the guilt and the shame that kind of sex was revolved around years ago that's nearly diminished, it still returns in different pieces of this. So that was my little life lesson of the day. And thanks for sticking around to having a little conversation with me, you guys. It's really important to me. And I'm hoping that in the next couple weeks episodes that we can have some awesome guests on the podcast. So if there's something that you guys are curious on that you would like me to dive deeper into, or if you have questions, comments, concerns, anything like that, just feel free to reach out to me. I'm always here. It can be a resource for you guys as well so that you can find your own happiness and sexual exploration. My email is Haley. It's H-A-L-E-Y at loverslane.com. And I will talk to you guys all again in the next coming weeks. Have a good one. Lane. Lovers lay, lovers lay, lovers lay, lovers lay Couples that play together, stay together